Welcome to Say When, a podcast for anyone who's had enough of restricted diets, feeling bad about their bodies, or believing they can never be worthy or valued until they reach their ideal weight. Had enough? Then it's time to say when. I'm Holly Toscanini, a certified health coach and chronic dieter. I coach women who are ready to walk away from diet culture and redefine their relationship with food while establishing a peaceful relationship with their bodies. Does this sound like you? If so, I'm glad you're here. This non-diet approach to health is important because it allows you to stop wasting precious time and energy trying to change yourself to fit some unrealistic ideal of beauty. Plus, it speaks to your underlying desire to feel valued and worthy just as you are. Ready to learn more? Let's get started. Welcome to today's episode. I'm Holly Toscanini. When I'm coaching clients on body image, the conversation almost always starts with them telling me how they look or how they think others view them and then their worth or their perceived value based on their appearance. And the words they use to describe themselves are often critical, judgmental, and sometimes just mean. They end up spending too much time in their heads thinking about how to change at any cost to fit society's standards of beauty. They see their bodies as objects and feel disconnected because they see their bodies as separate from themselves or from who they are. And they tell me they feel like they can't be truly worthy or valuable unless they change their body somehow, usually through some extreme diet or over-the-top exercise. Only then, when they've shrunk themselves to a socially acceptable size, can they be happy. And I get it. Why would anyone want to be in a body that doesn't feel worthy? What I share with them is this, whenever we see our bodies or ourselves as objects, we learn that our value is less about who we are as a person and more about what we offer as a body or a thing. Now, according to body-centered therapist Heidi Anderson, turning yourself into a thing or an object is the first step in justifying violent behavior towards yourself. And this behavior can show up as self-critical thoughts and by restricting and depriving yourself of food. But consider this, what if we just started to see ourselves in a different way? What if we could experience our bodies as subjects rather than objects? When we experience our body as a subject, we see it as a vehicle to experience life on this planet and accept ourselves unconditionally. By doing this, being in our body feels like a partnership, not a punishment. This is why I take my clients through a process called body attunement, which is the process of learning how to reconnect with our inner world. If we can't be embodied or in our body, we can't possibly pay attention to the cues our body is sending us. Learning to be embodied is so important. Understanding embodiment itself is crucial when practicing a non-diet approach to health. Now, this is because it allows the body to become a tool for healing through self-awareness, mindfulness, and creating self-acceptance. To accept our bodies and ourselves, we have to be in our bodies in order to be able to override the messages diet culture gives us that we aren't good enough the way we are right now, we need to feel embodied. And being embodied can help increase your confidence, your self-worth, your self-esteem, your sense of purpose, and even your sense of power. Embodiment is aligning your whole body with how you want to feel and express your emotions. It's about the way your body interacts with your emotions and your thoughts, as well as the actions we take because of these emotions and thoughts. 
all of the actions we take are a direct result of the thoughts and feelings we have. Everything we know about our world is filtered through our senses, which come through our bodies, and it's impossible to understand who we are, what we believe to be true about ourselves, and how we interact with the world around us without understanding our bodies first. Embodiment is also being attuned to our bodies and the messages they give us that might be different from what our minds are telling us. For example, your body might be telling you you're hungry, but your mind tells you you don't deserve to eat because you need to lose weight. And sometimes our mind and body have a hard time digesting or processing what's happening to us, and we end up stuffing our feelings with food or numbing out with alcohol or escaping reality with endless scrolling through our social media accounts or binging TV. Embodiment emphasizes the importance of not only paying attention to your feelings and how they show up in your body, but also the actions you take because of those feelings. Basically, embodiment is a process of self-discovery. Every practice, every time you practice being embodied, you're paying attention to your feelings, your emotions, your instincts, and your intuition. And this helps you learn to focus your attention on how your body feels at all times. Now, recently I read an article that explained how empowering embodiment can be for women in particular. And this is because our sense of who we are is primarily influenced by the experiences our body has had with the world around us, whether those are positive or negative experiences. And this creates and affects our body image. And this kind of blew my mind because this means embodiment gives us an opportunity to reclaim our bodies, to develop a stronger sense of self, and to release any negative emotions we might be holding on to in our bodies. It also allows us a chance to express ourselves and to live our lives without feeling like we have to bend to the societal pressures of diet culture and the rules that it imposes on us. So I hope you're starting to see how a sense of embodiment can benefit both our mental and emotional well-being. Learning how to be in our body gives us the agency to reprogram how our past experiences and any unresolved trauma that are held in our nervous system um, it, it gives us a chance to reprogram that. And once we know this, we can then rewire the way our brain or our mind responds to these experiences. So embodiment's not just a one-time thing, but it's an ongoing practice of establishing a relationship with your body. Getting back in touch with your body could bring up feelings of shame or guilt or grief, and that can make body awareness challenging. People who've experienced trauma in their lives often say they feel ungrounded, or they're not able to name or identify the emotions they, they're feeling, and they often report feeling disconnected from other people. The overwhelming feelings caused by that trauma can leave them feeling unsafe in their body and unable to set boundaries to prevent further traumatic events from happening. Now, you've probably heard the phrase, our issues are in our tissues, and I believe it's a quote by Tara Brock, a clinical psychologist and internationally known teacher of mindfulness meditation, and she said this to describe the importance of physical awareness. When we're embodied, we can process our issues and move them through our bodies in a healthy and productive way. One of the main goals of learning how to be embodied is to develop a strong body-mind connection and increase your ability to regulate your emotions. Now, this can help you learn how to sit with difficult feelings instead of automatically trying to numb them or avoid them first. To do this, you can recognize when you're starting to have an uncomfortable emotion and then pause and decide to do nothing but breathe. 
notice how this emotion is showing up in your body and resist the urge to judge or criticize yourself for whatever it is that you're feeling at that moment. After a few minutes, the urge or the emotion that you're feeling will become less intense and you'll then be able to move forward with intention instead of reaction. Now, the act of embodiment can be divided into three areas, what we experience in our bodies, what we experience in our minds, and what we experience in our community. Now, the body aspect is about feeling safe to participate in physical activities and having opportunities to take care of our bodies and validating and trusting the signals our bodies are giving us. The mind aspect includes not being pressured to conform to unrealistic standards of beauty dictated to us by the diet and beauty industries. And community aspect is all about having equal access to resources, being part of unprejudiced communities, having empowering relationships, and experiencing equality regardless of what your body looks like. So how do you know if you're embodied? Well, some examples could be that you just accept the body you have and you're comfortable with how you look. You eat or play or rest when your body needs to because you listen to the cues your body sends you and prioritizes your self-care. Or maybe you're just not afraid to speak up or express your emotions. You don't try to numb your difficult feelings like anger or fear. You check in with yourself often to take a look at what you're feeling and where this feeling is showing up in your body, and you're willing to sit with that feeling until it passes. Now, if you have a history of trauma, you may have learned to disassociate from your body as a coping mechanism. You might notice an urge to avoid or escape uncomfortable emotions, and this can show up as fidgeting a lot or being in your head with racing thoughts. Maybe you feel distracted all the time, or you push yourself physically in a way that overrides your body when it tells you to slow down. As you become more attuned to your feelings, you'll get really good at recognizing when you disconnect from your body. Now you can start practicing being in your body by examining what you know and what you were taught about your body and its purpose. Begin by recognizing diet culture when you see it and refuse to be brainwashed by it. Start to pay attention to your own negative beliefs about your body and how it quote-unquote should look and begin to create new beliefs and thoughts about your body and its potential. You can learn to pay attention to your own values and interests by reconnecting with the inherent power and wisdom that lives inside you. Now, doing this will teach you to trust in the wisdom of your body and always treat yourself and your body with respect. You can also review your social media accounts and unfollow anybody that promotes a disempowering message about women's bodies in particular. Then get in touch with your feelings. Maybe start a journal and keep track of how your body feels at different times of the day or around different people or different situations. This can help strengthen the connection between your mind and your body. And you can also integrate mindfulness practices at any time or any place. You can sit or stand and focus on what's happening around you without judging it and connect to how your body is feeling in that present moment. Where are the emotions in your body showing up? Now, I want to point out that when I'm talking about the concept of healthy embodiment, I'm doing this from a place of body neutrality, not necessarily body positivity. The difference is body neutrality is the idea of accepting your body as it is right now in its current state. Unlike the body positivity movement, it doesn't need positive affirmations, self-love talk, or mantras about being beautiful. Body neutrality focuses on the appreciation of the body as it is and what it can do. And it encourages people to accept their bodies because they're simply here. And it might be more comfortable for those people in marginalized bodies. And finally, you can practice 
positive embodiment by becoming an intuitive eater. Essentially, intuitive eating is the process of honoring your health by learning to listen to and act on the messages that your body gives you so you can meet your physical and psychological needs. It's the practice of letting the wisdom of your body guide you in choosing what, when, and how much to eat. Intuitive eating can also help you gain body attunement. That's something I mentioned earlier. And that is the ability to hear the physical sensations that arise in your body, like your cues for hunger or fullness. And it's all about cultivating a healthy relationship with food, mind, and body. It's about self-care and body appreciation, regardless of size. Now that's empowering. Now when it comes to body image challenges, invest in your own embodiment and be creative. You may not love your body, but you don't have to feel like you hate it either. A sense of embodiment can increase your confidence, your self-worth, your self-esteem, and a sense of purpose and satisfaction in life. When you're embodied, you're able to accept your body as it is right now, and you don't focus on trying to shrink your body or lose weight or change your appearance. You listen to the wisdom of your body, and you've cultivated self-trust. Embodiment helps you know who you are and what you want. It allows you to experience your inherent value and worth as a human being. It also empowers you to speak authentically and with integrity. Soon you'll begin to trust yourself and your body at all times. Now, if you're interested in learning more about embodiment, I recommend a couple of books. The first is More Than a Body, Your Body is an Instrument, Not an Ornament by Lindsay Kite and Lexi Kite. The next is The Body Keeps Score, Brain, Mind, and Body in the Healing of Trauma by Besser van der Kolk. Now, in this book, he discusses how trauma can manifest and become stuck in your body. And then finally, Embodied Healing, Survivor and Facilitator Voices from the Practice of Trauma-Sensitive Yoga by Jen Turner. Now, this is a collection of essays from a variety of viewpoints from therapists to trauma survivors and yoga instructors. I'll include the link to these books in the show notes. If you're ready to change your relationship with your body and with food, working with a coach like me can help you understand how your experiences shape your current mindset and body perspective and help you understand how to move forward. If you're ready to reject diet culture and live a life free from restriction and deprivation, click the link in the show notes to schedule a free coaching call with me. Until next time, thanks for listening and bye for now. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Say When, the podcast for women who've had enough of diet culture and are ready to get on with their lives. If you'd like to learn more about working with me, send me a DM through Instagram at Holly Toscanini, or you can find me on my website, hollytoscanini.com. Thanks for joining me.